The following sermon is from Grace Church East County. More information about Grace Church is available at gracechurcheast.org. If you have a Bible, please turn to the book of 3 John. 3 John. Near the end of your Bible. This will be an abbreviated sermon that I am calling The Sacrifice of Sending. The Sacrifice of Sending. What I want to say is quite simple, but I hope helpful. It's a hard day, but good things are ahead for the Morgans and for Grace Church, too. It's hard because we love. If we didn't love, it wouldn't be hard. But good things are ahead for the Morgan family, and I think for us, too. Third John, I'd like to read the verse, the first eight verses. The elder to the beloved Gaius, whom I love in truth. Beloved, I pray that all may go well with you and that you may be in good health as it goes well with your soul. For I rejoiced greatly when the brothers came and testified to your truth, as indeed you are walking in the truth. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. And we have no greater joy, Joshua and Donna, as you walk in the truth. Beloved, It is a faithful thing you do in all your efforts for these brothers, strangers as they are, who testified to your love before the church. You will do well to send them on their journey in a manner worthy of God. For they have gone out for the sake of the name, accepting nothing from the Gentiles. Therefore, you or we We ought to support people like these, that we may be fellow workers for the truth. It is challenging to send out good friends like this. How might we think about this? How might we biblically interpret? Well, I believe 3 John can help us. The Apostle John here commends his friend Gaius for what he and the church there are doing. Notice verse 5. Beloved, it is a faithful thing you do in all your efforts for these brothers. Notice, strangers as they are. It's clear these brothers are itinerant missionaries, perhaps, perhaps originally sent from the church where John is presently located. So, So they're not just Christians needing a place to stay because the Holiday Inn is filled up. Okay, these are people intentionally sent sent out for gospel mission and ministry, and in this day, dependent on local churches to send them in that mission and ministry. The Didache, which is a first-century church manual, says that in these situations— The host was to send out gospel workers with enough food to last them on their journey. It's a pretty big deal what was happening. So in verse 6, Gaius and the church 
quote, would do well to send them on their journey in a manner, notice, worthy of God. What a loaded phrase. In a manner worthy of God. Why? Verse 7, they have gone out for the sake of the name, the name of Jesus. They have gone out for his name and his purposes. So send them in a manner worthy of God. In doing so, in doing so, Gaius and the church there will experience something in verse 8. Notice, therefore, we ought to support people like these that, here's the purpose clause, that we may be fellow workers for the truth. One commentator says, allies for the truth. I like that. In sending them on their way in a manner worthy of God, we will be allies together for the truth of Jesus Christ. So three things there. You see a sacrifice, send them on their way in a manner worthy of God. A reason for the sake of Jesus and his purposes in the earth. And in effect, together we will be fellow workers for the truth. Sacrifice, a reason, an effect. Now, our situation is not identical to this one, I acknowledge. It's not a perfect one-to-one parallel situation, but I think there is a principle to draw and an analogy to see here. We are ourselves making a sacrifice. As you just heard eloquently through the Arthurs, we're going to feel a loss. You will, I will. I will miss serving alongside of Joshua. I will miss the proximity of friendship. Our friendship will continue. But I will miss the proximity of friendship and fellowship we enjoy. It has been a sweet camaraderie for me. I will miss Donna, her example, and the invaluable contribution she's made to this church. I will miss their children and seeing them get a lollipop from me <laughs> and their joy in that. It is a hard day. Sadness is appropriate because we love. But truthfully, I hope this is not the last day we send out people in a similar manner. Because we send out for a similar reason, as we see here in 3 John, for the sake of the name. The name of Jesus and his purposes. I believe God is the one arranging this sending today. Over the past few years, our membership has decreased Somewhat. There were COVID controversies that had an effect. Political polarization in the culture, some effect. But most of all, people feeling the high cost of living in San Diego have moved to other states, as many in California have. Now, I don't control any of that, and I don't think you do either. Our God does. Psalm 115 says, Our God is in the heavens. He does all that he pleases. So we should see God's fingerprints here. We should see God's good and wise fingerprints all over this situation. 
God is sending ultimately in light of his greater kingdom purposes. They go out for the sake of the name. They go to continue in vocational gospel ministry as we believe Joshua should continue to do. And I believe, friends, there's a similar effect as in 3 John. We should feel then like fellow workers with them. I have told Joshua many times, I will have great joy when I hear about the ways God is using him and them in Texas. I will feel joy and gladness and delight and give God thanks. Because we will feel like, and we should feel like, allies in the truth. Fellow workers with them in Texas. We sacrifice together to join in Jesus' greater kingdom purposes. I think that's the principle in 3 John. Or to say it more simply, it's a hard day. But good things are ahead for the Morgans and for us. And we are not the first to feel this. In fact, in Acts chapter 13, there is one of my favorite examples of something at least analogous. Not identical, I grant, but analogous. In Acts 13, it reads as follows. Now, there were in the church at Antioch prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon, who is called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, which is North Africa, Menaean, a lifelong friend of Herod the Tetrarch, which is politically connected, and Saul, who became the Apostle Paul. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Then after fasting and praying, they laid their hands on them and sent them off. Now, if you are old enough, you might remember the dream team in the sport of basketball. The dream team was the 1992 men's Olympic basketball team. It was the first men's Olympic basketball team from the U.S. to use active professional players, players from the NBA. The dream team has been called the greatest sports team ever assembled. Catch this. Here's the roster of the dream team. Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen from the Bulls. John Stockton and Carl Malone from the Utah Jazz, Magic Johnson from the Lakers, Larry Bird from the Celtics, Patrick Ewing from the Knicks, David Robinson from the Spurs, Charles Barkley, the round mound of rebound from the 76ers, and Clyde the Glide Drexler from the, from the sorry, Trailblazers. That was the dream team. I mean, that's the Hall of Fame going to the Olympics in 1992. They won every game, get this, by an average of 44 points. Of course, winning the gold medal. It just wasn't fair. In Acts 13, you find one of the dream teams of local church leadership. I mean, it is clearly multicultural. It is multiracial, it appears, multi-gifted. You've got prophets and teachers. They're even politically connected, which Joshua would love. 
This is the dream team of local church leadership teams. And yet God speaks to them by his spirit one day and says, send out two of your best. Man, what if you were a church member that day sitting there in the pew in Antioch? Suddenly the Holy Spirit says, I guess through one of their affirmed prophets, send out two of your best. Send out Barnabas, nicknamed Son of Encouragement. I mean, wouldn't you be sitting there saying, no, not Barnabas. He builds me up like no one else can. I love Barnabas. Barnabas can't leave. And Saul, who would become the greatest theologian in church history, I love his sermons. No one teaches like Saul. Either you would conclude God is not a very good strategic thinker or he has bigger and greater purposes in mind. And I think you would agree in Acts 13, greater purposes were being forwarded by their sacrifice. That's the principle in 3 John. We sacrifice for greater kingdom purposes and are then fellow workers for the truth. But probably the greatest example, of course, is in John chapter 20, verse 21, where our Lord says, as the Father sent me, as the Father sent me, even so, I am sending you. Well, that puts it all in perspective. As the Savior was sent for us to rescue us, friends, to deliver us from our sins and bring us into his kingdom. As the Father sent the Son, so he sends his apostles in that day and he sends out people still into his purposes, even into Texas, and his purpose is right here. It's a hard day, but good things are ahead for the Morgans and for us. So would my friends, my fellow elders, and their wives please join me on stage, including Joshua and Donna, please. We had ordered personalized Padres t-shirts that did not arrive in time. So we're going to send those out later to you. But we want to take some time to pray. And Steve and Sharon are going to join us, or lead us rather, in praying for Joshua and Donna. So I will step to the side. Well, we love the Morgans. And uh, join Sharon and I as we, as we pray for them, this, this sweet family. Oh, dear Lord Jesus, uh, it is with grateful hearts that we pray for the Morgan family today. We love the Morgans, and thank you, for, thank you, Lord, for the sweet, fond memories of living life together in community. When we think of Joshua, Donna, Mackenzie, Kaylee, Aubrey, and Bradley, we see much grace. Much grace from God that has overflowed in their lives and touched so many of us.
Lord, we are confident that you are glorified in their life, and we, we feel your joy and pleasure in them. As we reflect over the past 10 years, we thank you, God, for the Morgans and their partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. We are encouraged to see how they served faithfully and vulnerably here at Grace Church. As we are sending them off to more gospel ministry and growth in Texas, we are thankful for their many fingerprints that are left behind for us to benefit from. Lord, you guided Joshua to lead us in many fruitful ministries, introducing more liturgy in the Sunday service and daily life helped us worship God at a deeper level. His biblical counseling and mentoring has helped us see Scripture more clearly as it applies to daily life and our common struggles. The Saturday classes and conferences on spiritual formation, biblical sexuality, emotions, and being human have been transformational and leaves us with a good foundation to build upon. Lord, you worked through Donna to organize a safe children's ministry and build a good team to serve in this important ministry. You have also used Donna to mentor and care for many women of grace. Lord, we also thank you for the many ways the Morgan children have faithfully served in setup and hospitality and graciously teamed with their parents as their homes were used to host home groups and church meetings. May God encourage the Morgan family as we, he calls them to Texas on this new adventure. We love them much and look forward to all that God has in store for this sweet, sweet family. God bless them with the words from Psalm 16. The Lord is your chosen portion and your cup. He holds your lot. The lines have fallen for you in pleasant places. Indeed, you have a beautiful inheritance. We thank you for this family in Jesus' name. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, we want to commit to you the future path of the Morgan family. But first, we want to thank you for this great provision for them, this new job at New Life Church. We have asked you for their daily bread and you generously provided for their needs. Father, we lift our brother Joshua to you as he starts this new job. Just as he has sown your word into Grace Church, may he do the same at New Life, and may it bear great fruit. As he has given here, may you give to him there, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. May you use his wisdom, his love for the truth, and his great compassion to speak into the lives of all those you bring into his life and ministry. Please bring him close friends who will shape him for good. Help him to lead his family well during this time of upheaval. May his confidence to do this job be in you alone, Father. You are his sufficiency, and you are able to make all grace abound to him, so that having all sufficiency and all things at all times, he may abound in every good work. Father, we pray for our sister Donna, and we ask that you give her stamina, wisdom, and a strong sense of your presence to be with her and to help her. 
Father, just as you say to us, fear not, little flock, may she be able to say the same thing to her kids as she bears their emotional needs during this move. Give her grace, Lord, as she enters into a new culture, a new environment. Holy Spirit, please be Donna's helper as she adjusts. And of the many ways she could serve at her new church, would you guide her to make wise choices? Give her your vision, Father. We also pray for her that you would give her good friends to share her heart with. Thank you, Father, for Mackenzie. She was a tiny girl when she came here and has grown to be a beautiful young woman. We are so grateful to have been able to see her come to a saving relationship with you, Jesus. She trusts you, and would you help her, especially through this move, to learn to trust you even more. As she experiences the unknowns in Texas, help her to run to you as her refuge and her strength. May you give her a new community of good friends as she enters these teen years, and would you use her gifts and talents there for your purposes. Please bless her, Father. Thank you, Father, for Kaylee and her sweet smile. Thank you that she, too, came to saving faith during her years here at Grace Church. We pray for Kaylee, particularly that you would give her a special friend, her own age, a kindred spirit. Help her to see that you are always with her, even when you ask her to do hard things, like moving away from Grace Church. Help her, Lord, to be a blessing to new life and to find her special place to serve there. Please bless her, Father. Father, we thank you, too, for Aubrey, the sweet girl who was silent for so long, and then you loosed her tongue and filled her with many words to share with everyone. Thank you for the joy that she has spread to all of us here at Grace. We pray for her as well to make new friends at New Life. We pray that one day her words will tell of your goodness to her in Christ. Bless her, Father, and use her life for your glory. And last, but certainly not least, we pray for Bradley. We lift him before you and pray your hand of blessing on this young boy. We thank you for his laughter and his easy smile. We thank you for the solid foundation in Christ that was built in him here at Grace Church. We thank you that, he, or we pray that he will grow into a young man that seeks hard after you. Please show him your goodness, Father and the love you have given him in Jesus. Help him to make good friends in Texas and to be a good friend. We thank you for the Morgan kids, Father. Would you fill them with courage for this new adventure? Father, we know that we won't labor side by side with the Morgans anymore, but we will be laboring in the same fields that are white for harvest. And we know that there will come a day when you are going to declare that the harvest is in, the hard and painful work will be done, and the celebration will begin, and we will sit around the table together and feast in the house of Zion. Thank you for the hope and the joy and the future that we have together in Christ. Until that day, would you bless this dear family as we send them off? Give them travel mercies, Father. Bless them and keep them. Would you make your face to shine upon them and be gracious to them? Would you lift up your countenance upon them? Let them see your smiling face. Let them hear in Christ.
These are my beloved children in whom I am well pleased and give them peace. Amen. Thank you for listening to this sermon from Grace Church East County. Please find us online at gracechurcheast.org if you would like to find out more about us.